fine with me. But you know what? When it comes to living the Christian life, the base model is never just fine. You see, Jesus Christ has called His followers to not just do the bare minimum, not just barely make it to heaven. Jesus Christ calls us to live lives that are full of meaning and impact. I want you to make sure you have your Bibles with you today. Take out your Bibles. We're going to be opening to Acts chapter 13. We've got our servers coming down the aisles there. If you do not have a Bible with you today, I'd love for you to have one in your hands. Uh, some of you might use the app on your phone. That's fine. My preference is to use a hard copy because when I'm using my phone, I tend to get distracted with emails and stuff. And so if you have a copy of the Bible, open to Acts chapter 13. Raise your hand if you need a copy of one of those Bibles, and they'll get one into your hands. So you don't just take my word for it. You can see it for yourself right there in God's Word. If you're using one of those blue Bibles, it's on page 1093. Page 1093 in a blue Bible. If you're using your own Bible, the book of Acts is the fifth book in the New Testament. We're going to be in Acts chapter 13. Also, we have message notes today. If you like to jot down some notes as you're listening to a message, I know I like to, just raise your hand, and we've got a couple guys coming down the aisle that get you a copy of the message notes. It gives you some of the main points in the message I'm about to share with you, and also some white space where you can jot down some extra notes along the way. Acts chapter 13, starting in verse 36, today I'm going to share with you this message I'm calling, Before You Fall Asleep, Before you fall asleep. David, right behind you, sir. Right there. All right. Before you fall asleep, would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank You for this great day that You've given us. And Lord, we believe that You have a Word for us today. We pray, O oh God, that You would speak to us clearly through Your Word. I pray, O oh God, that everyone here would have ears to hear and minds and hearts ready to receive the Word that you've had in mind to have shared on this day for a long, long time. Lord, help us to listen. Help us to receive your word in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, this message is going to be a good one today. Go ahead. Now, you said that. Do you mean it? I guarantee you it's a good one because it's from God's word and he had this one in mind for us today. The Apostle Paul was hands down the most effective Christian missionary in the early years of the Christian church. No doubt about it. He planted well over a dozen churches in over a dozen strategic cities on two different continents. And as we get to Acts chapter 13, we're given a snapshot of Paul's missionary journey to a certain city that was called Pisidian Antioch, located in northwest Asia. He was here in this town of Pisidian Antioch, and he plants this church, and he wins many people to Christ, and he preaches this sermon in Acts chapter 13, where Paul, in this Jewish synagogue, preaches a powerful message about Jesus Christ coming to earth as the promised Savior and conquering death on Easter morning. And as he's preaching this strategic and important message, he mentions one of the greatest heroes of the Old Testament, good old King David. He mentions King David and talks just a little bit about him in the midst of this sermon. 
And I'm going to do something a little bit differently than I normally would do. Normally on a Sunday morning, we tackle a whole passage. Sometimes it's eight verses, sometimes it's 15 or 20 verses. Today, I just want us to focus in on one single verse. It's Acts chapter 13, verse 36. In fact, it's not even a whole verse. We're going to look at half a verse today. Just 14 words in this great verse, Acts 13, verse 36. These are words that have challenged me over the years and inspired me to make my life count. And I hope and pray that these 14 words inspire you today as well. Acts 13, 36. For when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. Would you read that with me? For when David had served God's purpose... In his own generation, he fell asleep. One more time, please. For when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. I'd like to take a few minutes to kind of dissect this verse. And let's start in the very heart of this verse, the very center of the verse, where it simply says, David served God's purpose in his own generation. The Bible makes it clear that God created everything in the universe. God created every star, every planet, every moon, every asteroid. Here on planet Earth, God fine-tuned everything that's on this planet. He created every fish, every bird, every plant, every tree. He created every reptile, every amphibian, every animal. I'm not sure why He created cockroaches and flies, but I'm sure there's some design and purpose there. And God created every person, didn't He? Including you. Including you. Did you know that the Bible makes it clear that you were fine-tuned, designed by God? God designed your exact hair color and the color of your eyes. That was by design. The Bible says you were knit together in your mother's womb. God designed not only your hair color and your eye color, God designed your height and your build. Some of you may not like your height or build, but it's by design. God designed whether you would be male or female. It was no accident. God designed it that way for you. God designed everything about you. He designed your strengths. He even designed your weaknesses. He made you strong in certain areas and needing to lean on Him and others in other areas. You have been designed by God. God even planned for the exact time and place where you would be born. And it is no surprise to Him that you're living right where you are right now. Some of you may not like this Victor Valley where you live. But you are here by design. God has a purpose and plan for you right where you are in this community. And when I think about it, that God even designed for you to be in this room today, on this date, hearing this message at this time, That just blows my mind. Before He even created the universe, He knew about this day, October 6, 2019, and that you would be here. That blows my mind. Blows my mind. All that to say, God had a plan for David's life. God had a purpose for David's life. God orchestrated the chain of events for David to be born on the day that he was born, into the family into which he was born. God had a clear purpose and design for David's life once he came to age. And guess what? David carried out God's purpose and plan for him. David served God's purpose in his own generation. 
God called David to slay Goliath, so David obediently slew Goliath. He was the giant slayer. God called and, and, and purposed David to join King Saul's army and to take a stand against the Philistines. And David obediently took a stand and joined King Saul's army and did exactly what God called him to do. Later on in his life, God called David to become the new king of Israel. And he called him to lead Israel in their military campaigns. And more importantly, he called David to lead the people of Israel back to God. And you better believe that David obediently led that army and led the people of Israel back to God. It was no accident. David served God's purpose. In his own generation. Matthew Henry, a very respected 17th century Bible scholar, I think says it so well. He offers these insights. He writes, David was a great blessing to the age wherein he lived. He was the servant of his generation, while many are the curse and the plague and the burden of their generation. Isn't that good? King David was a servant to his generation. In a day and age when most people were pretty much living for themselves, David was different. David was the servant of his generation. And I wonder, could the same thing be said about me? Could the same thing be said about you? In a day and age when most people are pretty much living for themselves, are we a great blessing to the age wherein we live? Are we servants of our generation? Matthew Henry goes on to write, We were not born for ourselves, but are members of communities to which we must study to be serviceable. If Matthew Henry was living in our day and age, he might say it this way, Your life is not about you. Your life isn't about you. It's about others around you in your community. So find out how you can best serve those around you and get to it. Those words I find rather convicting. Now all 14 words together. For when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. In the New Testament, sleep is just a a nice way of referring to death. So basically that verse is saying, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he died. So David didn't die until he had done that which God had created him to do. He was created for greater impact and David chose to live a life following God's plan. A life of greater impact. I love how devotional writer A.W. Tozer says it. He writes, David was smart enough to serve God and his generation before he fell asleep. To fall asleep before we have served our generation is nothing short of tragic. It is a moral calamity to sleep without having first labored to bless the world. Isn't that gripping? Do you believe those words? It's a tragedy. It is a moral calamity to breathe our last breath without having first labored to bless the world. Well, today we're launching Impact Christian Church right here in this school. And we're launching Impact Christian Church for one simple reason. We're doing it because we believe God said so. God said so. 
We're doing it because we believe that God has brought us to this school at this point in time so that we can better serve His purpose in our own generation. And what is that purpose? Well, our purpose as a church is really simple. Our church has the simplest, shortest mission statement that I've ever seen a church have. Three simple words. Love, learn, and serve. That's it. Love, learn, and serve. That's our mission. If you look at the commands given to us in the New Testament that Christians are supposed to follow, you can pretty much boil down all the commands in the New Testament to these three words, love, learn, and serve. First of all, God has called us every Sunday morning here at Impact to love God by loving people. To love God by loving people. Every Sunday that you come to church here, I believe you'll feel the love. I hope you feel it from the moment you pull into the parking lot and meet somebody in blue. I hope you feel it from the moment you pull into this lot that we are a church that truly loves God. I hope that you sense that love for God as we sing praises to Him in worship. I hope you sense that love we have for God as we take communion together each week. As we pray with those in need, those that are going through some tough times, and we're praying over people and praying over those needs, I hope you sense that we truly do love God. I hope you sense that we love each other who are a regular part of this church. And I hope you sense that we love you. Because you know what we've discovered in God's Word? We've discovered that God loves you more than life itself. Jesus Christ came and died on that cross because He loves you. And because we love God, we cannot help but love you as well. We are called every Sunday to love God by loving people. And if you're feeling like you've been missing the love in your experience going to church, I think I can confidently say you will not miss it here. Number two, God's called us to learn. Our second focus as a church is to learn God's Word. And so as we come together on a Sunday and in just a few months in January, we'll be launching more of our midweek small groups. That will be our our number one focus in those small groups to focus on this second part of our mission to learn God's Word better and better and better each week. God has called us to learn His Word. And as we learn His Word, we learn His will for our lives. And guess what? We learn to love and serve Him and others better and better. And then that third purpose is to serve. Our third emphasis as a church is serving. Just as David was created to serve God's purpose in his own generation, God has called us to serve His purpose in ours. As we follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ, We don't come and say, hey, serve us. We weren't born to be served, but to serve and to give our lives just as Jesus gave His life for our community. Here at Impact, we believe that God has called every one of His followers to serve in some meaningful way. Here at Impact, we believe that everyone should be involved in some way serving others and serving our community. Chances are that some of you have attended churches and as you've attended those churches week after week and month after month, you felt like you really weren't needed. You felt like there wasn't a place for you. You felt like there really wasn't anything for you to do with your gifts or talents or experiences. 
I can confidently say we're not that kind of church. If you want to serve, we've got lots of opportunities. You can serve within the next week if you want. In fact, we have some serving today that have only attended this church once. We plugged them in because they were ready to serve. Great. Come on out and join us. Every Sunday, we've got to set all this up. We get here and start setting up at 745. If you want to join us, get here early and join in. We'd love to have you. Every Sunday, we've got to put all this stuff away because there's school the next day. You can come and help us after a service any week if you want to help put it away. If you like wearing blue shirts and greeting people in the parking lot, we can get you plugged in real fast. If you want to help in other ways, in just a couple weeks, we're joining hundreds from the city of Victorville to participate in the biannual community cleanup day. We as a church have adopted the block around this school, all the way into the symphony housing track next to us. If you want to come out in two Saturdays and help with the community cleanup, we'd love to have you. If you want to help in other ways, our Tuesday food pantry goes on from 10 to noon every week at our George Boulevard facility. We'd love to have you come out and help if you want to help. And the reality is, some of you may be here today and you're still trying to sort out whether or not you're ready to become a follower of Jesus Christ. That's okay, you can still come and serve. We're not going to let you, if you've just come today for the first time, we're not going to let you serve in the nursery next week. We've got a little something called the six-month rule. Safety and security is our number one priority back there, so you've got to attend at least for six months actively, do an FBI background check, and do an application process. So there's certain areas you can't serve right away, but there are many areas where you can. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, you know what, you're talking a lot about service there, Pastor. I'm not at that point. Man, I just need Jesus. I just need to soak this in. And I want to say to you, you just come and soak it in. If you just need to soak it in, you come and you listen to the Word. If you need to be prayed for, we want to pray with you. We're here to serve you if you need that today. And whenever that point comes, when you're ready to jump in and start serving too, you just come let us know when we're ready to share with you some of those opportunities. Another thing I love about our church is that we value strategic partnerships with businesses and nonprofits and churches in our community. I'm really excited that we have Kona Ice after the service today. They're giving us discounts on the Kona Ice. That's awesome. What a great partnership to enjoy. I love Hawaiian shaved ice, don't you? What a blessing that many of you are able to come in and enjoy those donuts out on the patio. You may not know, those are Krispy Kreme donuts. Donated by Krispy Kreme. Every Sunday. Some of you, as you get your first-time visitor gift, will enjoy some Jack in the Box gift cards. Jack in the Box donates many of those to us. We're going to have Papa John's Pizza after the service next week. Guess what Papa John's does? They shave 50% off the cost of their pizza. They give us a huge discount whenever we need it. I love these partnerships we enjoy with businesses. And then we have three nonprofits in this community, three Christian nonprofit organizations that I like to call my fave three. And these are three of the Christian nonprofits that are doing some of the absolute best work in our community. And I think all three are with us today. I want to just quickly introduce them to you. First of all, we have Bill Edwards. Go ahead and stand for us, Bill. Bill is the director of the Victor Valley Rescue Mission that ministers to thousands of people every single year. The Victor Valley Rescue Mission blesses thousands of people that are low income with food on a regular basis. They bless many who are homeless with ministries to help them come off the streets 
Many men, they help with their addictions to get over the addictions to drugs, drugs and alcohol. We partner with them every Tuesday with our food pantry. We partner with them every summer to give away some 2,000 backpacks to members of the community that are low income and need backpacks and school supplies for their kids. We love this mission. And we love partnering with them on a regular basis. Thank you, Bill. Deb Lemons is in the room somewhere. There's Deb. Stand up for us, Deb. Deb is the director of the Rose of Sharon Pregnancy Center. Rose of Sharon works off of a small office facility on 7th Street, and they do an amazing job ministering to young women dealing with crisis pregnancies. And these young women will come off the street or come from wherever they're living to that pregnancy center, and they counsel with them and encourage them to keep their babies and they put their money where their mouth is. If the they don't just encourage them to keep their babies, they will give them free formula and diapers and car seats and if needed strollers to help them be able to be healthy, loving parents to their kids as they bring them into the world. They do an amazing work, Deborah. Thank you so much. I don't know if I saw Karen Arango here. Is Karen here today? There she is. Hi, Karen. Karen is the director. Karen is the director of Angel Tree, a ministry of Prison Fellowship International. And Karen's organization literally blesses hundreds and hundreds, probably in the thousands, isn't it? Angel Tree 2000. Around 2,000 kids of local inmates every Christmas. Because those inmates have kids that they cannot buy Christmas presents for. Angel Tree partners with churches like ours, and we buy Christmas presents for the kids of inmates on behalf of those inmates so their kids can enjoy Christmas presents from mom and dad. Prison Fellowship and Angel Tree, they do an amazing job. All three of those, the Rescue Mission, Rosa Sharon, and Angel Tree will have tables set up out in the patio area after the service. I encourage you to stop by and find out some of the great work that they are doing. They are truly living out this call to serve God's purpose in our generation. And maybe some of you, as you stop by and get to know them better, will say, you know what, that's the service opportunity that God's calling me to. Any of these would love to talk to you about how you can be a blessing in our community. Well, as I was preparing this message this past week, I came across an excerpt from a sermon from Pastor John Piper. And he gave this message a number of years ago to thousands of teenagers and young adults that were gathered at an outdoor event. And he shared these words that really gripped my heart. And this quote's a little long, but I want to share it with you because I think it'll touch your heart as it touched mine. John Piper said, Three weeks ago, we got word at our church that Ruby Eliason and Laura Edwards had both died in Cameroon. Ruby was over 80, single all of her life. She poured it out for one great thing, to make Jesus Christ known among the unreached, the poor and the sick. Laura was a widow, a medical doctor pushing 80 years old and serving at Ruby's side in Cameroon. The brakes give way, over the cliff they go, and they're gone. 
killed instantly. And I asked my church family, was that a tragedy? Two lives driven by one great vision, spent in unheralded service to the perishing poor for the glory of Jesus Christ. Two decades after almost all their American peers had retired to throw their lives away on trifles in Florida or New Mexico. No, that is not a tragedy. That is a glory. I tell you what a tragedy is. I'll read to you from Reader's Digest what a tragedy is. Bob and Penny took early retirement from their jobs in the Northeast five years ago when he was 59 and she was 51. Now they live in Punta Gorda, Florida, where they cruise on their 30-foot trawler playing softball and collecting shells. That's a tragedy. And people today are spending billions of dollars to persuade you to embrace that tragic dream. And I get a few minutes to plead with you, don't buy it. With all of my heart, I plead with you, don't buy that dream. A nice house, a nice car, a nice job, a nice retirement, collecting shells as the last chapter before you stand before the Creator of the universe to give an account of what you did. Here it is, Lord, my shell collection. And I've got a nice golf swing. And look at my boat. Don't waste your life. Don't waste it. I don't know about you, but when I read those words, it gripped my heart. I don't know about you, but when I heard those words from Pastor John Piper, I said to myself, I will not waste my life. I will not waste my life. My life has meaning, and so does yours. My life has purpose, and so does yours. I was created not to be served, but to serve, and to serve God's purpose in my own generation. I do not believe that anyone in this room was created by God for base model Christianity. I believe you were created for greater impact. And that boils down to this, loving God by loving people. Learning His Word better and better and serving this generation for Jesus Christ. If you don't already have a church home, then I'd love to invite you to start joining us every Sunday. And we'll serve God's purpose in our generation. And we'll do it together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come to You in Jesus' name thanking You that I am not an accident. I thank You for everyone in this room. No one in this room is an accident. We were created with purpose. We were created with meaning. By a God who loves us more than life itself. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
And we pray, O oh God, that no one in this place would miss that message loud and clear. You created them. You love them. You have a purpose for their life. As all your eyes are closed and your heads are bowed, on any given Sunday, some come into this place and they're going through some stuff. Maybe your marriage is on the rocks. Maybe your kids have been turning their backs on God. Maybe you're dealing with an illness. We have some in our church dealing with cancer. Some finishing up chemo or radiation treatments. Some are coming and maybe you're just discouraged or dealing with depression or anxiety and you're just in this pit and you just need some help. You need someone to pray with you. If you're going through some stuff right now, I'm just going to ask you to be bold enough to raise your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. I want to pray with you. I can see those hands. God bless you. God bless you. You're going through some stuff. Maybe you've had surgery recently and you need healing. Maybe you're about to have surgery. It's got you a little freaked out and you need, need us to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Raise your hand if you're dealing with that. I see those hands. God bless you. God bless you. Let me pray with you. Lord, I lift up those whose hands have just been lifted. Father God, I pray for those whose marriages are struggling right now. That you would work a miracle of reconciliation and healing. That each of these who are struggling, Lord, would humble themselves before their spouse and ask forgiveness where forgiveness is needed. And Lord, that mercy and grace would abound. And unity and peace would resound in those marriages. I pray for those dealing with physical illnesses. Lord, be with them and bring the healing that they need. I pray for those dealing with discouragement or depression or anxiety or PTSD or whatever it may be, O oh God. We pray that you would touch and bring the healing they need. I pray for those, O oh God, who are struggling, healing from surgeries. I pray for Mark Fister, Lord, as he's been in ICU much of this last week after that terrible car accident. Thank you for protecting him. Thank you for protecting Ted and, and Nathan just a week ago in that terrible accident they had. Just come into church, Lord. Thank you for protecting them. Lord, be with those who have needs today. As our eyes are still closed and our heads are still bowed, some of you may be here today. And you know in your heart of hearts that if you died today, you probably would not go to heaven. Because you have not made a clear and conscious decision to put Jesus Christ in the driver's seat of your life. You have not truly turned from your sin and begun following Jesus' commands for you. If you're bold enough to do so, I want to invite you to raise your hand right now. If you want me to pray with you, that you'd get right with God today. Be able to begin a relationship with Him and know that when your life comes to an end, that you're going right to heaven to be with Him. If that's a need today, I'm going to ask that you raise your hand. I want to pray with you. I see those hands. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe you've been backsliding. You've given your life to Christ in the past, but you haven't been following Him or serving Him recently. I want to pray for you as well. Just raise your hand if we need to pray for you to rededicate your life today. Maybe this message has touched your heart. and You say, God, I'm tired of playing around. I will not waste my life. Would you pray for me, Pastor, so I can begin anew today serving Jesus better than ever before, using these gifts and talents you've given me to be a blessing to my community and my generation. I see those hands. God bless you. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray for those that have never made a decision to accept Christ as Lord and Savior, that you would grip their hearts today, 
And help them, Lord, just in the quiet place of their heart, to say, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. Please forgive me. Please wash me clean. Give me a fresh start. Help me to truly turn from my sin. Lord, help me to obey You by being baptized just as You've called me to be. And help me to stop making excuses, but to follow You from this day forward. I pray for those, Lord, who have made a decision for You, but have been slipping over the past few months or years. And they come back and say, Lord, I want to rededicate my life to You today. Lord, I pray that You would be with them. I pray, O God, that You would help them to have that fresh start that they desire. And that they would live for You better than ever before from this point forward. And we know that they're not going to be doing it alone because Your Holy Spirit will help them every day. And we're here to help them with that as well. Lord, all these things we ask in the strong and mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said.
Amen.